minus one minute. minus 50 seconds. T minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. minus 20 seconds. Own it, own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And welcome to our NXT After Show. Of course, I'm your girl, Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, host of Women's Wrestling Talk, and color commentator for the Belladonna Division, Battle Club Pro, and Black Girl Magic 2. But thankfully, I am never alone when talking about NXT. I am with the fabulous, the Halloween fantastic because of course she has on these red horns um super mom and host and creator of in cat we trust and writer katrina blake how are you cat i am good <laughs> a bit tired but i am well glad to be here yes 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 and of course if you guys are watching on twitch youtube and facebook thank you for watching with us and being with us so we can get into what happened on nxt after halloween havoc and of course if you have any opinions you want to share um share it in the comments and hopefully once it pops up we'll be able to flash it up on the screen and actually incorporate it into our conversation about NXT from this past Tuesday. Like I said, this was the NXT after Halloween Havoc, which was a pretty stellar um, premium live event, as they're calling it, which is hard to say because you're so used to saying pay-per-view. But it was a really good um, pay-per-view. Even though it had some slow moments, it was still relatively good. But Katrina, how did you feel about Halloween Havoc? Because I know I was on the after show um for halloween havoc but you weren't but um what did you think about the show oh it was pretty solid uh i had my moments i was a little hmm about uh but it was pretty it's a pretty solid show and a lot of the people who i thought was gonna win <laughs> uh did uh there were some i was like hmm but it was mostly me being biased with my pick and so um yeah it was otherwise it was a pretty solid show i enjoyed it what would you say is your favorite match from Halloween Havoc? The ladder match. Yes. 
That was a good match. That was really good. Like the action was really solid and Von Wagner actually did a really good job, even though I know I was kind of doubtful about him and his place in it with everyone else in it. Um, but everyone did a phenomenal job and I was so happy with the result of that, which we will get into. Um, my favorite match was definitely um, Roxanne <laughs> was definitely Roxanne versus Cora Jade in the Weapons Wild match because I loved watching them do all the weapons and I love the drama of it all and it was just really good and I just love that Roxanne finally got her just desserts even though of course you know I did talk about it on the after show and it kind of left some people feeling uneasy because I was talking about how she should have you know how when someone breaks your heart you want to just break everything that they own and set it on fire and stuff but you know check out that clip on Instagram and Twitter if you've missed it um it made a lot of people laugh and it made people feel some type of way but yeah just don't mess with me y'all that's really the lesson that needs to be learned don't mess with me don't mess with us and all of the above Sammy is in the chat um hey Sammy on our writing team he's um referring to Mandy being ranked number 21 on the PWI Women's 150, which we will get into on tomorrow on a panel um, on women's wrestling talk. And yeah, I do agree. She probably could have been ranked higher than 21 um, because of her work as a champion because she's coming up on a year, like exactly a year of her being NXT Women's Champion. So there, so she did deserve a little bit higher of a ranking, but we're not going to get fully into that until tomorrow. Um, and yes, hello. It's good to see you um, and hear from you. But of course, you know, in the comments, if you guys hear anything that we want to get into, you know, and if you want to share an opinion, feel free to do so on all of our platforms and you will pop up on the screen just like Sammy just did. So on this episode of NXT, of course, they did a recap of all the things that happened on Halloween Havoc, but they went straight into the action. And our first match um, on this tag team title Tuesday, which, which is what they called it, was, of course, for the women's tag team titles between Katana Chance and Kaden Carter, Team Casey Square, versus Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. And like I said, they came in hot. Both of these teams were were in matching gear, which, of course, I love because, you know, I just love, you know, continuity like that when you match with your partner. It's really cute. Um, and then this action was just on fire from almost, from start to almost finish to start again to the actual finish. Like these girls were popping off. Like I just could not believe the level of action that these women were doing. But then I could believe it because these women are so good. Like they were, of course, talking trash at each other, smacking each other on the booty playfully because that's what Kaden likes to do to Nikita, which I understand. Um, but at the same time, the action was just really stellar. Um, and then there was one point where as they were going, Zoe, um, Zoe hit a, well, she basically rolled up Katana Chance, even though she, even though the legal person was Kaden Carter, she rolled up Katana Chance as the non-legal woman to seemingly win the titles. And it was so sad because you could see Nikita getting kind of emotional because this is like her first title ever, right? And so she was just like, oh my God, we won. But then um, Katana was like, yeah, I wasn't the legal woman. I wasn't the legal woman. And then another referee came in and said, and basically, you know, um, confirmed what that call was and then they restarted the match and then once they restarted it 
Um, they continued to hit each other with the best of everything, roundhouse kicks. Even Nikita hit her split, which has basically been working for her ever since her debut in NXT and winning her matches left and right. And they kicked out of that as well. And they even had action outside of the ring, as you can see in this picture. But through it all, um, Chance and Caden Carter hit their 450 splash neck breaker on Nikita Lyons in order to win the match. And Team KC Squared retained their NXT Women's Tag Team titles. Even though later on in the night, we would see Zoe Stark and Nikita feel really upset about losing. And they basically, you know, said, look, like, we need to get a rematch for those titles because they really did almost have them, which they did multiple times. But Katrina, how did you feel about this eventful match and all the emotions into it and everything? How did you feel about it? Um... It was a great open at NXT. I was a little concerned last week when we was talking about, like, we mentioned that this will be the match for this week. I was like, I'm hoping they don't finally give these girls a title and then take it from them because Nikita was in the match. And I know people like Nikita and everything, but you can also see that WWE likes her too. And so I was like, I hope you don't let, like, let them have some time with the title because this is, like, the first time they really put some backing behind them. Uh, they've, they've been, you know, in WWE for some time and NXT for some time and like they really wasn't doing anything. So they're finally doing something as a legitimate tag team and they're working well together. And so I was hopeful that, so I was glad that they retained off that because I was like, all right, well, let's not do these shenanigans. So they finally get some push behind them. Uh, but otherwise, I thought it was a really fantastic match. Uh, they were like, it, it was a lot happening, I, and like in a good way. It wasn't like, you know, like messy. It was just like they were trying hard, I guess, to retain, but also trying hard to become champions, and I thought that was good. Um, I don't know if that means because they want to rematch that, you know, they might have them lose it, or it's just going to be like, oh, they got to rematch, lose again. I have no idea what they're going to do with that. But I do think uh, it was a really solid match, and if you're trying to keep Nikita in the people's minds, without necessarily being like the main title pitcher, then I guess tag team work with her. I think her and Zoe work very well together. Uh, and I did appreciate the matching uh, colors uh, scenario. Uh, even though they wore the costumes, it was still the same color. I was like, okay, I appreciate that little touch. Makes me feel more like a tag team when you, you do that. Uh, but otherwise it was a really uh, great open. I, I thought it was uh, very well done. And I was happy that they uh, retained their titles. Yeah, I was... I whew, it was so hard because I love me some Team Casey Square, and I was one of those people who was really pushing on social media for those two to finally win the women's tag team titles. And once they finally won them, I was so excited. Um, but a part of me also would not have minded if Zoe and Nikita won either. I don't know how that makes me sound, but I was just enthralled by all of the action in this match. Like Zoe Stark continued to show and prove why she's a top player, you know, in this industry. Like that Spanish fly that she either that she took from Katana Chance was just out of this world. And it's so funny when you watch all of the action that um Katana um had going on and then you think about where she started she started from she started on american ninja warrior and then for her to come to the wwe even though it wasn't initially what she wanted to do at first and for her to become this amazing tag team technician that she's become with her best friend it's just absolutely insane and it's wonderful so i oh this match was just really good and i feel like it was a great way to start um 
NXT. Like, I really loved it. It was really good. But let's go to the comments. Sammy is popping off. Um, He said, the party bus girls time is up. I don't think so. And I'm actually glad they did still win because if they had lost it immediately, that would have low-key broken my heart too. Because it's like you said, Katrina, they did just win it. So it would just kind of hurt if they did lose. And Sammy also says, although I think Nikita might dethrone Mandy. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't like either one like that. So <laughs> I have, I, listen, I've said this before. I, pre I respect that she's gotten better, uh, Mandy, but I'm not a fan. Never really have been a fan. Uh, and I'm also impartial to when I have like when there's title runs where it's like a really long run and the wrestler's not that great. I'm just like, I'm supposed to buy, and it's always just hard for me to buy that sometimes. Uh, that's uh, but and in Akita, there's been too many snafus for me to be get behind that. Uh, however, I respect that she's doing her thing, but I'm not a fan. So I honestly. I was really hoping that it would have been Alba or something. And clearly, I don't know what WWE is doing. So I don't know who it's going to be the one to see throughout her. But I was kind of hoping it was Alba. No lie. Uh, and so here we are. Another rant for another day. <laughs> okay. okay. I 100% get that. Um, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, so if I could ask a question with the NXT women's division singles division looking like it is now um since the events of halloween havoc who do you see dethroning mandy i honestly or don't who know would you like? the thing is because there's like i thought it would have been zoe for instance before this whole tag team thing because i felt like they were like oh she came back it's been a minute they're like it seems like she could be the one and then she wasn't i'm like Okay, I guess. And then we already know what the thing was. And why I get the whole Roxanne thing was because people thought it was too soon, I guess. And that I can understand. Uh, and then it was a whole thing with her and Cor uh, Cora. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, not cool that it happened, but I guess I understood why they kind of stirred her away from it for a bit. Uh, and then again, I was like, all right, you have, you know, even people knew how I feel about that World Clyde. I was highly upset that Mako didn't win. She was clearly the superior wrestler of the group. I was highly, highly upset <laughs> that she didn't win. I was thought I thought it was I felt so disrespected. <laughs> I'm like, are we supposed to buy that Mandy's been in her? So I've already felt the way about that. So it's not three times. I'm like, all right. So I honestly don't know because if you can't have somebody like Vico Saramora be her, somebody who can literally like dominate in a rig. Who the hell else do you have there that I'm gonna be like, okay, this person's believable? I, I feel like that's the thing. With a situation with somebody like a Mandy, it's like, yeah, she's gotten better, you know? And but we're not gonna sit here and act like she's just like this super specialist in the ring, and yet she keeps winning. And so it's like with a situation like that, it's really hard for me to just see who can do that with where it will be believable or where I'm not gonna be like, all right, guys, like where are we going with this kind of vibe? So I honestly don't know because there was at least two people who should have definitely be her that did not. And I was like, okay. I guess you guys are on this Mandy train and I gotta suck it up. But uh, <laughs> I was just like, they're not like knowing who Mandy have gone against before. And it's just like, to me, very ridiculous of how long she's held the title. But kudos to her. Cause I do, again, I know she's gotten better from when she was on Raw and SmackDown, but still not believable that she's sitting here beating my, no, absolutely not. And so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. 
honestly, because I feel like who else on that roster is believable enough to now beat her with her in the in the run like this? That's the problem. It's like who else will be believable? And while you can say Nikita, even Nikita has Nikita still has a lot of work in regards to sometimes you can tell she's still learning. And you can see it in her matches that if she was to beat her, I'm like, okay, so she beat Mandy, but not, and then I'm gonna still be annoyed. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Because I feel like I would be annoyed by that just because I'm like, sis still is a little green. She needs she needs to polish up a few bits before she's at the main title picture. Like a tag team title, you have somebody who's experienced with Zoe if she was to win that, you know, somebody who she can kind of bounce off with and get better. But by herself, absolutely not. I just don't. She's not even good on the mic yet for me to buy that as a, you know. A t so I, I feel like who else could you be that would be believable enough that I'm like, okay, I can see it. Like it makes sense because I felt like two people who truly, really, they could have like won. They're not. And I was just like, mm, I guess, I guess NXT. So I don't know. <laughs> I want a whole rant, I know. <laughs> but I truly do not know because of that. It's okay. I understand. Um, I have two theories as to who I think could do it. Um, number one, I definitely still think Roxanne, you know, could very well do it because she's shown and proved why she is the prodigy. And of course, she just has what it takes to be a champion and to be like a young one, like a young girl who could beat Mandy. So that would be cool. But my other theory is also um, Naomi slash Trinity, who of course did show up on the um, red carpet for the Black Panther Wakanda Forever premiere with um, Mercedes slash Sasha and the New Day last night. And they looked out absolutely incredible and yes and jimmy uso and i believe also cedric alexander i saw him in a tiktok as he was walking past um to know cuerta who is playing namor and um letitia wright who's playing shuri so um yeah um that's and my she, other theories about it so she looked fabulous at that just had to throw that out there sis was i was like yes naomi Yes, beautiful. Like we miss them so much. But if if Naomi were to come back and go back to NXT and dethrone Mandy, I feel like that would be an amazing story to tell. But let's go to the comments because Sammy is popping off um while we stay on the subject of Mandy. Um he has given a very interesting thing, um, opinion. He says, I'll say Sonya should dethrone Mandy. It makes sense, or maybe Roxanne. Now, Sonya would be interesting because that would play off of their feud where Mandy did beat her during the pandemic era and then she had to leave WWE, you know, and then be gone for a while, even though we know what that situation was really about. Um, but at the same time, it would be really cool, though, because she would pop back up and be like, yeah, OK, you thought I was your friend and I was, you know, stepping in place for you when in actuality I wanted to tear up Toxic and then come to you in that way. Like that would be interesting. Um, but, you know, that's a really I feel like that's a really good um, prediction. Sonya should dethrone Mandy, but we also don't know about the NXT UK women's title as well. Yeah, they kind of combined that and then they and then it disappeared. Um, it's like they made Mandy Mandy two belts for like a few minutes and then had her take pictures with them. And then after that, we didn't see it anymore. And then he also says Chelsea Green would be perfect. Maybe it just depends on where, you know, people decide to go because, you know, anything is possible at this point in WWE with this new leadership thing. But yeah, um, to take it back to the match, um, Team KC Square retain their titles. And of course, Zoe, but this isn't over because Zoe and Nikita want a rematch. So we will see them again. And hopefully they'll tear it up again. Um, so moving on, 
we had a celebration from the new NXT North American champion, Wes Lee, who won in that ladder match and actually climbed all over and on top of Carmelo Hayes in order to win the ladder match. So he was out there celebrating and it was just so beautiful to see him have that moment. And of course, if you were on social media over the past couple of days, you saw the picture of him backstage with Shawn Michaels, who's been running NXT or helping run NXT and um, and coaching a little bit as well. Him and Shawn Michaels had a very tender moment backstage where they were hugging each other and he was congratulating him for winning his first singles title ever. Like, that's just so beautiful, you know, for someone who was a part of a team for so long, you know, in various promotions. And now here he is in WWE at the top of the mountain with this prestigious title where the likes of Keith Lee and the likes of Adam Cole and even Carmelo Hayes recently have held this title. So now he's holding it and congratulations to him. So he came out and talked to the fans about how, you know, how much winning the title meant to him and how he was sort of unsure about his journey, you know, on his own, but, and how he wondered if he even belonged in WWE and NXT and how he even thought about giving up a couple times. But um, because people loved him and people were encouraging him, he decided to stick with it. And now he's the champion. So this was a very heartfelt and beautiful moment. And even the crowd chanted at him that he deserves it and that he deserves to be here. And I'm just like, that was just so beautiful, you know? Um, and he was, and he also mentioned in his speech that sometimes the people backstage or like the wrestlers backstage don't always deserve love, you know, from their fans. And I thought that was really interesting to hear because I never really heard any wrestler say that in my entire time as a wrestling fan ever. But the fact that he was humble enough to say that, you know, shows it shows a lot about him and his heart and his spirit. So kudos to Wesley. You do deserve it and you do deserve our love. OK, you always do. We love you here at Women's Wrestling Talk. So in the midst of all of this, he gets interrupted by Mr. NXT's answer to the Miz, Grayson Waller, who came out and talked all this trash at Wesley and talked about how he doesn't deserve his win and how everybody was paying more attention to him and stuff like that. But I'm just like, dude, you didn't win. Like you got stuffed in a coffin. You got stuffed in a coffin by Apollo Crews. Okay, sweetheart. Nobody cares about you. You know, you losing. And so in the midst of that, while he was talking trash and he was talking about the truth, we had somebody who did pop up on Raw um, Monday, but then also popped up on Tuesday on NXT in the form of R-Truth. So he popped up and he had a really great ovation, you know, from the crowd when he did come out because, I mean, Jesus, nobody ever expects to see R-Truth on NXT, but he did. And he was just being absolutely hilarious. He would, he came out dressed as the Joker and was saying happy Halloween to people because of Halloween havoc and everything. And he was but they had to tell him, like, yo, like, Halloween Havoc already happened this past Saturday. But I still feel like our truth wasn't late because Halloween is next Monday, okay? So as long as you're in costume <laughs> before Halloween or whether on Halloween, he ain't late, okay? He's early, okay? He's early. Don't do our truth, okay? And he was just being absolutely silly. And then he actually called Grayson Waller like British because of his British accent. And he was talking to him in a British accent. And Grayson was like, first of all, I'm Australian. Don't do that to me. 
Um, it was just really hysterical. But in the midst of that, our truth actually challenged Grayson Waller to a match, but then Grayson Waller pretended like he didn't want to fight him. And then he tried to swing on him, but then our truth caught him and he kicked him. And it's just beautiful how our truth is older. He's an older gentleman at this point in his career, but he can still move like he's young. And I yeah. just appreciate that. He deserves so much love and so much more. Um as a superstar outside of just being a comic relief like i just feel like i wouldn't mind seeing one last big run for a title or something from our truth but wesley was enjoying it all because of course you know he did look up to him he said on social media today how much he really did look up to our truth um during his growing up and his training as a wrestler so this was really cool to see and it was pretty funny um but cat how did you feel about this segment oops Sorry, too far. Uh, <laughs> I actually really enjoy our truth. Our truth is just uh, such a gem. Like he, I, I feel like he's one of those like in WWE that you just always like want him there, even if it's doing something like a segment. Like he, had, I can't tell you the last time he had like a serious match, but he's always brings so much like funniness to segments that I, 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 I was actually really happy with it. I thought it was a nice touch because Wesley said that he kind of, you know, respected our truth and kind of like was like, you know, in that way to have him pop up for something as big as it was for Wesley to win the title, which I did say, <laughs> as much as I wanted Carvello too, I did thought Wesley was going to win and he did. And so, um, I felt like considering all the shenanigans that with his character, with like him losing everything and, you know, the thing with his tag team partner, like earlier in the year, if that wasn't last year, I'm not even sure anymore. Uh, but it was nice to kind of see him get some kind of after everything. And so it was nice to have the title. I thought it was very like genuine. And the R-Truth thing was just like the icing on a cake. I feel like if you're going to have somebody get on a person's nerves, like Grayson, <laughs> who's going to like be agitated, R-Truth is the perfect person to kind of get under your skin a bit and doing so in a way unintentionally because he's always just like, you know, uh, the Halloween thing, him just as Joker, loved it because Joker is my guy. Uh, if Batman villains, I guess. And uh, ha Halloween absolutely did not pass yet. And so he was perfectly fine saying Happy Halloween. I was cool with it. Because <laughs> I'm like, that's right, bro. It's a spooky season. You put it all out there that we have to represent spooky season. I was all for it. But I thought it was actually a really good segment. Probably for me, a highlight of the night because it was so well done. It was like, you got Wes being very genuine, but you got our truth being our truth. And that's always like such a good thing to have. So I loved it. I loved it too. It was really funny. Like, I just feel like there's just nothing that our truth, like, there's just nothing that our truth can't do. And he's just so silly. Even in the moments where he really makes himself like look like he really doesn't know what's going on, you still can't help but love it. Like, he's just, he's just like that crazy uncle. Like, <laughs> he's just that crazy uncle that, that we all have that just says, goofy crazy things just to make you laugh or just to make the family laugh and i just love our truth and i just can't wait to see much more from him um did i do believe they may have announced that maybe he'll he'll be fighting grayson did they announce that or am i dreaming you don't think so okay i must be dreaming then i must have dreamed it i'm sorry um <laughs> sometimes i dream things i don't know if but they I did know. i must have missed it because i don't recall like 
Sammy in the comments is saying that they did. Oh, see, they um, did. See, I missed that. Okay, yeah. I, I feel like I saw it, but then so much other stuff happened that it just kind of slipped my mind. But it was still subconsciously in there, but I wasn't sure if I dreamed it or not. Okay, thank you for letting me know that I didn't dream it. Um, then there was a video package showing with some mysterious mask burning. So we got to wait and see who that's going to be. There's a lot of mysterious stuff going on in this episode, but we'll get to that later. Then we had another segment from Apollo Crews, who, of course, is coming off of his win in the casket match versus Grayson Waller. Um, and he said that he is looking forward to challenging Braun Breaker next week when he does come on NXT. And I'm just like, Apollo, really? So you won the casket match and you think this is making you... Um, make this helps you to qualify to be the contender for the title. I was actually really confused by that because I was like, "Wait, how? <laughs> how do we?" Right. Go I was like, wondering that too. Like, he went Apollo? from A to Z. <laughs> like, like, how did we get here? That was just me. Okay. Like, are you sure? I mean, because preferably, I would have preferred it to be Carmelo Hayes, but we'll see what happens with him before the week is out. Um, because I have a theory of where I think he might, what might happen with him on tomorrow night, but I really feel like Carmelo should be next in line to challenge for the NXT title, even though I know he did just lose a ladder match. I just feel like he's just the face of it. And yes, Dwayne, um, thank you for um, watching and commenting, not you booking in your sleep. Yes, it happens. It legitimately happens. I do dream about matches in my sleep. I dream I dream about stuff sometimes. Now, whether some of the stuff I dream about happens or not, you know, that is a little bit debatable. But I do be dreaming about wrestling matches sometimes. It just shows how much I love it. Like, and it just stays on my mind all the time. Like, I be dreaming about stuff. Crazy. But <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we're just finding out more about each other the more we do these shows. Um <laughs> So moving on, we had another women's match between Shotzi and Lash Legend, which came from, of course, their encounter at Halloween Havoc, because, of course, Shotzi and Quincy were the hosts, the co-hosts of um, Halloween Havoc. And Lash Legend came out and interrupted, and, of course, she was angry about the fact that people, that folks was asking Shotzi to be the host and not her, even though lashing out was a thing and it hasn't been a thing for a while now and Quincy told her about it but then Shotzi like kicked her in the face um and knocked her out and then that's where this match stemmed from so this match wasn't that long um even though Quincy did um introduce Shotzi and she came out with her um and she came out with her tank and everything. This match wasn't that long at all. And I feel like something that I did like about the match was the fact that Booker T was saying that Lash Legend does have, you know, raw, sort of like raw, um, raw talent. He was talking about how if she had came to Texas at Reality of Wrestling, shout out to them, then she probably then in six months she probably would have been a champion. And I can believe it because them women that be coming out of reality of wrestling be doing amazing things. So I felt like that on commentary was just a really good call. And I really liked that. Um, but at the same time, it was just, this was just really short and sweet. And Shotzi wound up winning the match with the never wake up finisher. And of course she was howling. And then Quincy was out there to big her up. 
And of course, since Quincy was out there, you know, Booker T was not feeling Quincy, you know, twerking at Lash and, you know, all of his flamboyance and everything. But yeah, like this match was really short and it wasn't exactly the greatest. And yet here again, Lash Legend builds up her losing streak. So Katrina, how did you feel about this um, match, even though it was really short? And how do you feel about the trajectory of Lash Legend as it stands now? Um, I wasn't a fan of the match. Um, and I know it wasn't long, uh, but it just... I don't know. I've seen both, you know, Lash Legend when she wants to wrestle, wrestle, and I've seen Shotzi wrestle even before she hit WWE. And so they can wrestle, you know what I mean? And so it was just, I don't know if maybe the chemistry wasn't hitting uh, with uh, each other or something, but it, I, I, I didn't particularly like, I guess, the matchup. I'm not, I, I don't know if I usually, <laughs> listen, I have my rents. I just let his call me. <laughs> I have my rents. Um, so it was it was it was kind of unfortunate that not only was it quick, but um, it wasn't that great, and um, it, it was disappointing. It made me kind of sad because I love Shotzi, um, and I didn't like that that was like a match they gave her. Especially you know she was killing it at Halloween Havoc, being hostess with the mostest, you know she slayed it, and I just I don't know. And I and I get like I don't know if this loosing is like maybe. I'm hoping that the Lash Legend losing streak is they're building her up not to be a bully and maybe she'll learn something from this and become a face. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, there was moments yesterday, certain things that I didn't like only because I didn't like the person she was going against. So I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with like she did the boot to the face and the key and stuff like that. But um, I, I'm hoping that's what they're doing with her, the fact that she's losing so much, that maybe this will be a turning point that she'll come back not being a bully because her character is very bullyish. She's a bully. Uh, she just messes with people all the time. And again, I am all for different types of black women. As I say this all the time uh, with wrestling, everybody, we don't fit in boxes. However, I, I'm not a fan of bullies in general. I have a, I like bullies, quick way to get me upset and quick ready, ready to square up <laughs> with bullies. I really like, I just had this conversation with these kids earlier, like taking my kid from school. And I'm like, mm, I don't do the, I don't do bullies. Like I will be quick to shut that. I don't. Mm -mm. And so I don't like that. They have her being like mean girlish bullyish. And hopefully it means that with her losing, she'll learn something and maybe become a face and we have a gimmick where she's not so such a bully, but I don't know. I, I don't really know what they're doing with Lash Legend at this point. Uh, as far as Booker T comments, not to take away anything that he's done in wrestling, uh, but sometimes he says certain things about like, and it just irritates me because it's like, have we not seen, you know, queer black men who's been over the top? I know a few. <laughs> I know quite a few, you know, like that's, that's what it is. It's not even like a, you know, they're always turned up. Uh, there's this one guy I was just telling a friend because he passed away. And I was like, he said he used to always be so funny because he was so over the top, but it was literally how he was. And that's what he, that's what it was for him. It wasn't like a, like pretending or any of that stuff. That's just how it was. And so I think my problem with that, it was like, once again, I'm not fond of people thinking black people need to fit in boxes. Some people are going to be loud and boisterous and outspoken and extra. Lash Legend herself is extra. So the twerking to me actually fit doing that to Lash Legend because this is Lash. She's, she's a bit extra sometimes. I felt like when you have somebody like that and then you're messing with somebody who's supposed to be his friend, Shati's supposed to be his friend, 
you know, you're being like petty, like the person's lost on the floor, you're doing like little stuff to be petty. I felt that's what it was, and it wasn't to what Book T's comments were. And I feel like sometimes he says things and it's absolutely like very narrow-minded and ridiculous. And again, not to take away from anything that he's done for wrestling, not to take away any of his knowledge or any of that, but sometimes he comes off very, very narrow-minded. You know, I still feel the way of his Naomi comments. Like, I, I'd be ready to... <laughs> if I think about that, I was ready to find Booker T. So, you know, with the shenanigans of somebody who's always getting very unproblematic and he was going hard like that for somebody who's not a problem. Like, there's people who are problematic. She's not one of them. Uh, and so, yeah, sometimes she just says things that I'm just like, oh, Booker T, get it together. You know, like, do better. You're too old to still sometimes be this narrow-minded that you haven't gotten it yet. I feel like... And I get sometimes people are saying ways, but it's like, there's... 2022 there's so many avenues to kind of open your mind a bit that sometimes it's just like you're it's a choice and sometimes i feel like unfortunately that's what he does and it's unfortunate because i feel like his commentary to that negativity it's one thing to be a heel commentator but it's another thing where it's just you can tell he's more preachy and it's not necessarily him in commentary mode it's more like he's just sounding preachy and mm, i didn't really particularly like that and then one who also tag team with one of the most flamboyant men in wrestling, period, in gold does. And granted, he's not queer or anything, but... Right. He was super flamboyant. He was so over the top. <laughs> super flamboyant. And there was nothing wrong with it. I was actually fine with it because it was different. It was a normal gimmick. And so I was okay with it. So, Right. And it's just like, in 2022, I literally feel like there should be room for... for people to be whatever they want to be and I feel like with Quincy Elliott not only does he have the athleticism down he's all he has this personality that's very flamboyant that will also get him very far and you don't know like what type of you know doors that he's opening up for so many for so many boys or people who you know identify however they identify and they see themselves in Quincy so I feel like Booker T might need to chill a little bit like he really does need to chill because it's really it, it really is coming off that he's like you know it's like you could use the excuse of oh he's just you know from a different time but that just feels like a bandage excuse for saying oh well he's just not you know open-minded or whatever and I don't want to do that so we love Quincy Elliott here we love how he acts and we can only speak for ourselves, but honestly, when it comes to Booker, I do kind of wish that he would kind of just lay off of Quincy Elliott a little bit, because sometimes he doesn't even give off the fact that he's a heel commentator. He just gives off the fact that he's color, you know, and he could, you know, either call it down the middle as he sees it or, you know, be on the side of whoever's in the ring or whoever he sees the most, you know, promise from. But when it comes to Quincy, like, he lets you know he doesn't, and it's just like, bro, calm down. It's okay. It's literally okay. You've been in wrestling your whole, almost your whole life. People are extra. It's okay. But yeah, um, that was the end of that. Shotzi won that match and it wasn't necessarily the greatest, but we're still hoping for the best from Lash Legend. Um, and you're right. She does have a tendency to act like a bully who tends to start mess with people, you know, out of nowhere. Um, and hopefully she does learn her lesson from that and then doesn't lose matches anymore. Because it's clear on social media on Tuesday nights, folks are really upset about it. Like, bro, like, we want better for her. So, um, yeah, people are mad. Um, so moving to a next segment, we had, um, we basically had a match with Brutus and 
with Brutus Creed coming out ready to fight Damon Kemp. Um, they cut a promo because, of course, Julius had his match against Damon Kemp, which was an ambulance match. And he won said ambulance match by, of course, throwing Damon in there. And then he even addressed the fact that he was brutalized by that match so much so to the point to where he stopped Damon Kemp from closing the ambulance doors by putting his fingers in the way. And his fingers and his knuckles were bruised from that. And it was just like, dang. Um, but still, he powered through and won that match. And I really feel like Julius, I feel like this was, I won't, mm, I feel like this was almost a star-making performance for Julius as a single star. Like, he really has, he has something there that's yeah. just evident. And I feel like he yeah. he really showed it. But then Brutus said that he wanted to fight Damon, but then Damon popped up on a Titan Tron and said, yeah, I'm not clear to fight. You guys are losers, and I hate y'all. But once I am cleared to fight, I'm coming for the both of y'all. And I was just like, okay, Teddy Bear face. And after that, they got attacked by Veer Mahan and Sangha, who have been mysteriously, you know, whispering to each other and talking to each other backstage and outside the ring and stuff like that. And now it seems that they are a, now a heel tag team with each other. Even though Sangha looked like he had some doubts about what he was doing, of course, Veer Mahan did not. And, of course, they looked fresh in their suits and everything, but they were literally attacking the Creed brothers, and then Ivy Nile came out um, after they finished attacking them. And I'm just like, what happened to Happy Sangha? What happened to him? But, yeah, Katrina, how do you feel about this new turn um, from Veer Mahan and Sangha? So I felt like once they kind of put them together the first time, that's where they were going. Uh, because it was so random. It was like, <laughs> what what was the purpose of having them like all the weird like whispering conversations? Like, yeah, if y'all want to have like a moment, like, oh, let's get like, <laughs> I'm sorry to comment. <laughs> um, if you want to like have a conversation where it's nothing like where you might be plotting something, you don't need to do that. You could do that behind the scenes, behind backstage, like, oh, let's get coffee or a drink. I don't know. But that definitely gave me vibes like, okay, they plotting something. And so I truly wasn't surprised to see it. It made me sad, but I wasn't surprised because like that's clearly what what else could you guys possibly, you know. What was what else could you possibly be doing in a situation where you guys are sitting there like meeting up or whispering and kind of like walking off together? I felt like that was just like, you know, hmm, like that was probably gonna happen. Uh, but um, otherwise it was a solid segment, and I agree. I feel like there is something to be said, like with uh, you know, you say he had like the look, like, and I I can see like if you think of like WWE stars that become like a big deal, he definitely fits the criteria of what you would see and somebody who would be a big deal and so who knows you know who knows what will be in like six months in a year where we could really see something but i do i definitely can see I'm like hmm, okay all right i can see this like him branching solo like a solo situation i can see that but you know we we definitely uh didn't get that this week <laughs> because of the shenanigans, but I, I, I definitely can see it, but I'm not surprised. I was just like, okay, finally, because you guys just played around like we didn't know this is where it was going. Yeah, but what's so funny is it's so funny Sammy made that comment and he did have on them shorts of Halloween heavy. He did look kind of naked. Um <laughs> but I really did enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed that ambulance match. And I feel like 
there is some type of hunger within Julius Creed that's there to reach the top, even though him and his brother, you know, are a tag team and they did start off together like that. Like, I yeah. really feel like there's just something else within him. It's like they say on the streets, like he has, he's got that dog in him. Like, that's just, <laughs> that's what he has. That's what Julius has. And I can't wait to see what more he does offer. Like, I can't wait to see that. But when it comes to Sangha and Virto, like, I hate that they're heels, and I don't want Sangha to be a heel either because he seemed like just a sweetie pie. Like, no. It's like the teddy bear that seems like nice and cuddly, but then yes. you like hurt your feelings, or like knock your shit down. You're like, wait, no. <laughs> That's what it was. I, I, I mean, I guess we'll see. Maybe they'll be dominant, though, because, you know, we can never talk. Like, maybe. Maybe they'll be like a dominant heel team. We, we, who knows? But. I was I was a little sad, but then I was like, I wasn't surprised because I was like, there's no way you guys are just sitting here for no reason. Like, why do I keep popping up chit chatting, chit chatting? Uh but I, I was a little sad, not gonna lie. I was like, oh yeah, Dwayne says um that he sees the hunger in his eyes. Yeah, yeah, Julius has that hunger, it's there. But moving on to the next match that Katrina will actually go more into because I had to step out for a second. We're going to our second tag team title match of the night between um, Pretty Deadly and Malik Blade and Idris Inofe. So Katrina, give us the rundown on what happened in this match. I actually really enjoyed this match. Like I said, I became, I'm a fan of, um, you know, Idris and Leek already. I, again, we was kind of talking about a few months ago to see like two black men in a tag team be good is everything. And so I like them, but I'm actually really enjoy Pretty Deadly. I feel like there, it works well that I'm not irritated by it. And so for me, I thought Idris and Malik kind of started off very aggressively in the beginning. Uh, I think there was like a net breaker at one point and then like a top rope elbow. That was really cool. That happened like in the very beginning of the match. I uh, did like, but then, you know, pretty deadly. Their champs for a reason kind of took over a bit. There was a couple of clotheslines. I think a, a, a sidewalk slam, which I thought was actually really well done uh, as well. And then I think there was even like a double clothesline uh, by Idris and Malik uh, that I thought was actually pretty solid from pretty deadly i was actually really uh uh good in the match and then even uh, there was points where they were isolating uh malik and idris throughout it with the thought again you're tag team champions you're a tag team i think the best way to kind of weaken the tag team is to kind of uh you know isolate them and so it was a really really good match and at one point i did think like hmm maybe you know because there was moments where it looked really close like really close uh, even with, I think there was like a double, ta uh, double team, like stunner netbreaker again, really, it was like certain things that were so good that for me, this was definitely like a favorite of the night for me because of how well everything was done. They looked really good, but, uh, pretty deadly did win, uh, the match. I thought it was really competitive. I thought it was really entertaining. Uh, and again, I am a, I'm a, even the fact that, you know, Malik and Idris did lose. They looked amazing in the match. Like, you know, like I like I want them to do well, but I also do like Pretty Deadly as a tag champs because they have like something that's just it works for me and it doesn't like grate my nerves. And so, but even with the loss, I thought they were really looked really impressive. Uh, and I feel like, you know, I can definitely see them being like a top tag team. 
like, you know, even if they moved them up at some point to like SmackDown and Raw, and we talk about like New Day, we talk about the Usos, like really dominant tag teams, I can see that being them. But I do like Pretty Deadly and I was happy with them retaining. But it was actually one of my favorite uh, matches of the night. Yeah, I did see on social media, a lot of people felt that that match was like their favorite, and they really were sort of rooting for um, Inofe and Blade to win. And you could tell, like, they, like, from the parts that I did see, like, the action was just really stellar on their part. So it really did look like a couple of times where, um, towards the end, like, it, like, they could have won it. And if they did, I would have been so happy. But, but sadly, it just wasn't their night. Pretty yeah. deadly retained. And then what's so funny is backstage, as they were, you know, hanging their heads, um, going to the infamous NXT parking lot, they ran into Odyssey Jones, who we haven't seen in forever, right? Um, so we saw him and he was driving a truck full of um beautiful women and he basically said hey let's party you know you guys don't have anything to be ashamed of let's just take our minds off of it you know let's go and party and Malik was all for it but Idris wasn't sure and he was just like I don't know but then they pulled him in anyway and then they basically rode off into the sunset to whatever party it is they're going to with all them girls but yeah um <laughs> that's what's going on there now, oh, thanks, Max. I just saw his comment. <laughs> Thank you. Very sweet of you. Hey, Max. <laughs> hey, dude. But yeah, let's move on to this amazing segment that I want to discuss because I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This was like the most exciting. This was the best moment of NXT for me <laughs> this week. Oh my God. Okay. So, on Halloween Havoc, the schism. <laughs> talked about how they were um, going to reveal who their fourth member was going to be. And now this member has been, they showed clips of this member sort of hanging around and watching them even from the crowd and actually, you know, doing work for them, you know, as they were passing out like different flyers or um, different smiley face pins and stuff like that. And, and so a lot of people were wondering, who is this figure in the red jacket with the yellow mask and it was almost giving like pledging for a fraternity slash sorority type of deal like that's really what it felt like so um they came out to the ring and they said that this person had passed all the tests and did everything they needed to do in order to join the family of the schism and all of that so people were wondering who could this be who could it be who could it be and it's so funny when i was looking at her at, at her upper body i wasn't fully convinced that it was going to be a woman until I looked down at her hands and I was like wait a minute that's a girl that's a girl okay so I'm even more intrigued because I wasn't expecting it to be a woman so here we are it's a woman and so she steps forward after Joe Gacy asked her to step forward after he said his speed his piece and all of the above and lo and behold my god my god it is Miss Ava Rain. Oh, Miss Ava Rain. And she addressed the universe, which was who was everybody in the audience was shocked. 
And some people were chanting Ava, Ava before she even took her mask off because I did rewatch it. Um, <laughs> but when she did take off her mask, everyone was like Ava, Ava, Ava. And I was just so surprised. And then she said that she has found a family with them and that she feels safe with them. And that this is, you know, her new home and that she is, and they basically said that she is the fourth branch in this tree. And they did a group hug and she is officially in the schism. And she had her red, like her contact lens matched her hair. Like it was just all kinds of cute and all kinds of dark. I loved it. I just, I just, I couldn't get enough. I could not get enough. Um, We've been, oh my God. I need to ask Katrina how she feels about this first before I go into whole, into my whole rant about how I felt about it because I love her and I love her family. But Katrina, how did you feel about this segment and how did you feel about the reveal of and the debut of Ava Ray before I get into it? Uh, I did know it was a woman the first time we had the the, the shape, uh, the first time we saw uh, the person. I was like, okay, this is definitely a chick height. Uh, and not that Ava's short, because she's not, but like when you based off of the other people, so, okay, this is a woman. I didn't expect it to be her. That I was actually very surprised by. And considering that she's been with WWE for some time and she's been out, you know, because like it just the training, the injuries, it was actually really nice to kind of finally see her uh, there. I was like, okay, I don't know how I feel about you joining a cult <laughs> because I don't like, cult, you know, I, the schism is a cult to me. That they're a cult. I, I think they're a cult. And I'm always impartial to having people of color in cults. I'm always like, mm, no, no. Like, we, would, we, would we join a cult? I'm always quick to be like, would I? Like, no, I would not join a cult. I have too many questions I would be asking. They wouldn't want me anyway. I would be like, first of all, this don't make no sense. Okay, what is this? I would ask too many questions. So as a person of color, I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about you. Mm, I don't know, sis, I don't know. But it was really good to see her. I did thought I heard some people say Rocky, which I was like, I understood as like, that's his daughter, his firstborn, totally understand. But it's also like, you want you don't want to set her up for failure that suit because we know what The Rock was, you know, for WWE. You don't want to, don't set her up for that. Let her kind of make it, her way on her own and so I'm hoping people will keep that in mind as the week's gone now that she's part of the schism and I don't know what they're going to do with her character or if she's going to be involved with now messing with the women because she's part of this college I'm trying to get more members I don't know uh but I I was happy that it was her I was like okay we finally get to see what she can do because it's been a little minute uh that she's been there I'm just hoping that the fans remember like yes the rock is her dad but let's not set her up because Everybody's not going to be the rock. <laughs> I say this all the time, basketball analogy, you know, Michael Jordan, okay? <laughs> His son was not him. <laughs> it just didn't happen, okay? And sometimes you get the chance where the son, the child's better, Steph Curry, you know? Wait, just, again, if you watch basketball, you know, there's little analogies there. Like, people, sometimes it's not going to be, like, it's going to be greatness, greatness, greatness. Sometimes it'll skip one, or it's just that one person who's just, like, top tier. And so I'm hoping fans can let her have her moment, let her kind of build her identity away from being the rock starter. But I was happy with it. And uh, to answer your question, doing yeah, apparently a lot of the reason why she was because she had, like, she was having knee problems, apparently. Uh, and so that was why um, she's been not here. And so I'm hoping that she's healthy, healthy and everything. But she did mention before it was like a knee problem with her niece. And that's why she wasn't, she didn't debut sooner. But I'm happy. I I, I want, and again, I was again questionable because she is a color. 
in a cult and I'm like, mm, I don't know, like this doesn't seem right to me, but I am happy. I do like that they even got the, like, because the best of the schism do weird to weird contacts. And so I did like that she matched it with the hair. I thought that was a really good touch. Uh, personally, I thought it was a really perfect girly touch. I liked it. Uh, but I'm interested to see what she's going to do. I'm, I'm, it's good to finally see her, like, you know, in the in, in WWE, like, officially. Okay. So, <laughs> I have loved The Rock. He is my favorite male wrestler of all time. I'm not going to argue about it here. We'll argue about it later on another day. But he is my favorite male wrestler of all time. Bar none. I love him. If he puts out a movie, nine times out of ten, I'm going to either watch it on stream or go see it because I just love everything he does. I love him. Like, he is my, like, I, I just I just love him, okay? Like, I just do. And it's just, you know, I know about his family, of course, um, him and his ex-wife, Danny Garcia, who is also a business owner with him, you know, who helps him run Seven Bucks Productions and they're owners of the XFL together. Like, they're literally like an amazing business tag. That's team. actually one thing I do like. Now, granted, in the beginning, when they got divorced, it was like, mm, Rocky, like, she was with you and you had zero. Like, I read his book. <laughs> During that time, I was reading everybody's wrestling books. I went to see their lives, so I read the book where he explained he got the mattress and, and she was with him for that. And so I respect the woman who can ride, because I mean, who rides and, like, you support it before you have anything. However, I do like that even, like, some time after divorce, they was able to work together because they, I call it, like, I don't want to say power couple because he is married and she's also, I believe, married, remarried as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I love that being ex, like, spouses, they're still able to, like, listen, business is business. <laughs> we got to make this money. Get your coins. <laughs> I'm all for that. I love that every time I'm like, oh, they're together. And it's like, okay. That's, I love that they built enough of a relationship that they can still work together, get their money, do their solo things, uh, and still be parents and everything else. I think that's actually really awesome. Just wanted to mention that because you mentioned it. I'm like, yes, that's something I actually really love. Every time I see her name, I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get your thesis. Yeah, and that's something that I did notice a lot of in the press, which I feel like is something that people in press should stop doing. It's just mentioning like the father as if the mother does not have a, you know, place in that because they say, oh, it's the Rock's daughter. And I understand the Rock is an actor and he's famous and he's out there and he's doing all these things, but it takes two parents to create a child most of the time. So don't just mention the rock, mention the fact that Danny Garcia is her mother as well, because she is just as, you know, cool and just as badass as, you know, the rock is, even though she's not fully out there in the public like he is. So yeah, like I just, I love that family. And I've also just, and considering she's the oldest child, you know, out of, you know, her other siblings, it's just like, I was always fascinated, you know, with that family because of my love for the rock. So when I found out she was signing with WWE and actually being a wrestler while also going to college for sports entertainment and business too, I was just like, girl, okay, you doing it. And then the fact that she's the first fourth generation superstar ever in WWE, like I was just excited for her. Like I was ready to see what it is that she was going to cultivate as her own woman. Like I was ready for it. I was waiting and waiting for, for like, 
these past two years for what it is that she's going to do. And on social media, I would see various pictures of her, you know, at certain NXT live events or whatever. But outside of that, I was just like, what is she going to do? When is she going to be on TV? Is she going to fight first? Like, what is going to happen? I was just ready for it. So when she popped up on Tuesday last night, I was like, let's freaking go. I was here for it. I was so here for it. I was like, yes, this is it. I like it. I like it a lot. Because, of course, you got to start somewhere. She's starting in, even if it is in a cult, she's starting <laughs> on her own, of her own volition. She's not going to be the little rock. She's not going to be, you know, to a degree like Charlotte Flair. No dissing Charlotte Flair because she is an amazing athlete in her own right. But a yeah. lot of what she does is patterned after her father. And you can't deny that. But at the same time, she is doing something absolutely different. You know, her name, she's not just using old Simone Johnson. Like, she's created this new persona. She has a new name. She's doing this. And I feel like and a lot of people on social media were kind of dissing her at first because they're just like, well, why didn't she, you know, play into the bloodline thing? Why shouldn't she do this? Because all of her aunties are this and all of her cousins are that. Okay, it's because all of her cousins and her aunties are that that makes her decide to do something different like you can't just follow you know what the family is always doing all the time sometimes you have to be the black sheep and strike out on your own and do your own thing and that's exactly what Ava is doing so let's just let her do it let's back off of her because she's still a young woman and she's a woman of color at that like she is black Samoan and Latin like she is doing all of these things and she is showing this type of representation in a completely different character that's not even like really stereotypical like she's doing something completely different let her do it give her room to grow like let this happen let's just be proud of her and let's just uplift her and let like let let let's just let her do it it's just the first night, guys. Relax. Like, I've seen so much discourse about it on TikTok and everything. Like, let her be her. Let Ava Rain be Ava Rain. And if it works, fine. If it don't work, that's fine, too. Because the thing about NXT is you can go back and go back to the drawing board and figure stuff out and figure out what does work. But let's just let's have an open mind and just let her do it. So as you guys can hear, this was very exciting for me. And I'm in full support of Ava Rain. I'm here for it. Let her be her. But yeah, let's go to the comments. Max is saying San Andreas is a great movie. I haven't seen all of it. Like I've seen pieces of San Andreas, but not all of it. But yes, my favorite rock movie, I have three. Like my favorite rock movies are like The Game Plan, Gridiron Game, and um, what's the other one? And I believe the tooth fairy yeah i know a lot of people it's didn't so like funny. Tooth fairy. i actually do like grand and grand i think that was a good movie the tooth yeah. fairy and uh the uh, the other one where he played football my daughter used to love the rock like she doesn't anymore but when she was younger that was like her celeb boom kind of high was with Shawn michaels and so <laughs> she had like every rock movie you could think of she had because she was a fan i remember getting her little focus and everything because she was a big uh uh so yeah I I I I like that he started the family movies, but he learned his lane. I I, so I was like, listen, The Rock know what's make him money. I can we I don't expect The Rock to give me a Dinzo watch your performance. We're not gonna sit here and lie. The Rock knows what makes his money. He's smart as shit. <laughs> Excuse me, like <laughs> he's smart. He like I he knows he knows. I'm I'm like 
I'm, 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 again, I'm, I'm happy, uh, you know, that he's supportive. I, I believe a big part of her getting that college degree is Beth with her mom. I, I feel that so hard. Her mother was like, mm, you better get, you get this degree too, so you can also be business uh, headed. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yes, I, uh, um, yes, I can't wait to see uh, Black Adam. But um, yeah, I, I, I think she's so business savvy that it was a smart move. Like, also know how to make your money even if you're not wrestling. I respect that. So I'm yeah, excited yeah. to see what she does. Yes, it's about driving. It's about power. Okay. Like we stay hungry and we devour. That's Team Johnson, y'all. That's the NOI. That's the Anawaii Garcia way, okay? I just realized you said the line from the exactly. song. It took me a minute. Oh, wait, wait, what? And then, wait, like, oh, yeah, his, uh, the, what was that, Tech Nine? I yes, believe. Rumble. That's my song, okay? His verse is, like, the greatest part. Like, <laughs> put in the work and put in the hours and take what's ours. Come on. That's life. All right. <laughs> I love that man. I love him so much. I love The Rock so much. And I love his daughter, too. So here at Women's Wrestling Talk, we are in full support of Ava Rain. Congratulations on a fantastic game. And isn't his mother named Ava as well? No, I think it's Atta. Oh, okay. Because I was yeah, like, maybe that was a little, little old to his, his mom. That would have been, like, cute. I thought it would have been, like, a sweet little yeah, thing, you know? Yeah, I thought that would have been nice. But either way... We are we are team Anawaii, team Johnson, team Garcia over here. Okay, dang it, we are in support of Ava Rain. Now let's move on. <laughs> Woo! Okay, I just love them. All right, let's move on. We had another women's match that was still relatively short between Indy Hartwell and Sol Ruka, who of course debuted a few weeks ago. And they had an interaction backstage. Um, and of course, um, Sol Ruka was talking about um, how she was excited to face um, and excited to wrestle her second match on television and how nervous she was, you know, the first time she wrestled, but um, she was going to do her best. But then she was interrupted by Indy Hartwell, who seems to have this very confident nature about her now um it's a little i won't say it's cocky but it's a little bit more confident um and as this match got started like i said it was relatively short um so ruka kind of got going and she started feeling herself a little bit too much and she tried to hit a drop kick onto indy but then she uh, but indy had it scouted and she held onto the ropes and then so ruka landed on her back and then after that point um indy hartwell hit her with a forearm to the head and then hit her with one, two, three, and that was it. And in and Indy Hartwell wound up winning this match. But however, we had another surprise um, in the form of Miss Electra Lopez, formerly of Legado del Fantasma, in an amazing jumpsuit. And she attacked both girls. And after she attacked them, she basically said, she said something in Spanish, and I, I didn't know what it was, so please forgive me, but I'm assuming that she was complimenting herself, and she, she basically said that she's back in NXT. And this was something that I figured happened with her, because a part of me was wondering on the SmackDown side of things why they um, replaced her with Zelina Vega, um, even though I love Zelina Vega, because, of course, I wrote an article about her, but I've loved her even before then, but, you know, on www.talkpod.com, you can read the top five Zelina Vega moments article that I wrote. But um, I was wondering, you know, what was the reason behind that choice? But I guess now we see it now that Electra Lopez has um, 
debuted on her own in NXT. So, Katrina, how did you feel about this short match? And how did you feel about the return of Electra Lopez? Uh, it was a short match, but I like that they're having Indy uh, get better as far as more confident. I think my issue with her before, not with her, but the way she was presented, was that she was always with people, always in a team, kind of really didn't stand on her own. I think they're finally allowing her to do that. She's getting better. And you can see she's getting better. And why this match wasn't that long, like I think the match, the last one she had was pretty. And I'm like, okay, you can see that she's getting better. And so I'm happy uh, that they're letting her explore more. I was, a, I think Zelina is one of the best women mouthpieces. Uh, she was one of the reasons why Andrade yeah, yeah. was so like, and this again, not to take away from his wrestling because he could wrestle, but he needed somebody like Zelina who can just be like, talk the shit you need to talk and so i'm actually okay i was surprised that electra wasn't there because it was like the squad came but i'm not mad about selena being there i feel like she's a perfect person with somebody who might need to do a little extra ring around talking some stuff selena's perfect person i think i'm glad it wasn't like she got fired or something and so electra is probably gonna do her own thing as a solo person down there and so maybe they'll give her more room to spread her wings as well so i was okay with it now, I was okay with it, too. Um, I wasn't mad about it, but I was just curious, you know, about it. Like, what is Electra doing? But now um, I know, now we know. Um, and I did find the name. Um, it's La Madrina. And if anyone in the comments speaks Spanish, could you please tell me what La Madrina means? Because it sounds cool, but I just don't know what, you know, what exactly it means. But... La Madrina, um, Electra Lopez is back in NXT, and this is cool. I like it. So, moving on um, to some other segments, um, Duke Hudson basically proceeded to infiltrate Chase U some more. I don't like this because um, <laughs> I just have a bad feeling about it. Um, so, um, she he basically, you know, answered a question. Um, that um, Andre Chase had in class and then Bodie Hayward wasn't able to make it in class and then even though Thea Hill tried to cover for him um, Andre didn't appreciate it so Duke uh, basically tried to help Thea in class by giving her a pin and then he actually stole a pin from someone else like it was really funny but at the same time I was just like you know what Duke I don't like what you're doing I don't like it you don't even have on a Chase U shirt I don't like it but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. So in the comments, JD is saying that it might be the godmother. Okay. Um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much it for that. And then also for another segment, we had a mysterious message from someone named Scripps in all caps, who's saying that they're promised to destroy everyone in the performance center. And I just want to know who is it? Who is it? Just who? Like, all these mysterious cryptic... I mean, it's creative and I like it. It's cool, but I just feel like you almost have to keep your head on a swivel. Like, you almost feel like these mysterious people might be coming to attack you and your own life. It's crazy. Um, But either way, like, oof, it's creepy. Like, Katrina, how do you feel about all of these mysterious, you know, debuts? And who do you think scripts might be? I honestly don't know. Um... <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry.
notification just went off. My bad. Um, but I don't know who it is. But I was I'm okay with the surprises. I feel like again, if you're trying to make NXT, it's been considered a developmental brand for so long, and in a way, it still is. You still have people that's kind of finding their like leggings, finding their groove in WWE. And you have characters that's been in NXT, it works. Uh, and so I'm okay with the surprises because I'm like, okay, let's see who else we're going to like bring up. Let's see who else we're going to have uh, shake up this brand. I, I, I'm good with the surprises. I'm just not sure who's Chris though, honestly. Because is it like a new person or is it like somebody from like who came back? Because, you know, a lot of people that got fired is coming back. They're bringing them back. And so is it somebody that we lost prior and they're coming back with a new leash in WWE? It could be any. So I honestly don't know. Uh, but I'm looking forward to see uh, who they do. Because so far, you know, I'm like, okay. I didn't like every reacquisition. I'm not going to lie. And someone's I'm like, okay, I, mean, I guess. Not that I want people to lose jobs. But I'm just like, uh, you can get some better other people back, I guess. But. I, it could be literally somebody from like the other rosters. It could be somebody that's been injured. It could be somebody that left. And so I, I honestly don't know because I feel like that's the one thing that kind of like, oh, snap, this person's back. Oh, you know, and so it could be anybody. But I am okay with it. I think it's a, it's it's good for NXT, honestly. If you're trying to make them be more of a legitimate out of developmental, then they need to keep this going. I agree. And I have a theory about who I think it could be, but I don't want to say it out loud because this isn't this show and it ties in with another promotion entirely. But, um, okay. I just feel like it's a person whose last name ends with the words baby. I don't know, but <laughs> don't ask me why I think it's him, but I just do. Okay. I just do. I just do. But moving towards the main event, the main event, we had Ilya Dragunov versus JD McDonough. Now, this is, of course, um, building off of their match um, with Braun Breaker for the NXT title at Halloween Havoc, which they both wound up losing, um, sadly. But that match was really good and really stellar. And Ilya and JD have a history that dates all the way back to NXT UK. These men hate each other. To put it quite frankly, they hate each other. So they wanted to beat each other up in order to like destroy one another and to prove, I guess, um, who could still very well go up against Braun Breaker for the title. I'm not sure if that's still their motivation. But either way, this was a very brutal match. It was very brutal. And I was very surprised that these men were still moving forward with such a brutal match after the brutality that they put each other through at Halloween Havoc. Like, it was a couple of moments where it looked like Dragunov couldn't even continue because um, JD kept attacking his ribs, which got injured um, in the match on Saturday. Like, he kept going, um, though, and you have to admire, like, his tenacity, but at the same time, um, freaking JD just kept attacking his ribs over and over and over again, um, which is a smart strategy to have. But in the midst of that, there was even one moment where Dragunov hit a superplex and a running low forearm. Um, and he almost had a pin, but JD wound up kicking out of that. And you hate to see Ilya put himself through so much in order to try to prove a point. But sadly, he wound up losing the match because um, Jade, because the referee had to stop the match because JD locked him into a body scissors crossface and he passed out. And so the referee had to stop the match. 
and JD McDonough wound up winning and looking absolutely evil at the end. And that's really how NXT ended. So, Katrina, how did you feel about this match? And um, do you think that this um, solidifies JD's case to be the next contender for the NXT title, even though he has fought Braun Breaker two or three times now? <laughs> Me personally, no. Because it's like, okay, I get sometimes people have like these feuds, but it's like, you lost. <laughs> get over it. It's like, and it's like, you didn't lose watch, you lost multiple times. So it's like, after a while, it's like, this is denial, let it go. I was kind of sad for him, because like, no, I like him. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. And it's unfortunate. I'm like, dude, you just came back <laughs> from an injury. How are you re-injured? And maybe that's a storyline injury. Who knows? But like, stop it, because you was just injured. This is why we had to let go the UK title in the first place. Because <laughs> she was injured. Like, so I'm a little like like I don't know if it's against storyline injury, it's a real injury. I don't know, but it's like he was just injured. This is why we have these shenanigans as it is, because you had to get the title away, you didn't lose the title, and then Braun kind of unified it after the whole thing they had with the tournament that was spoiled super early on when we was watching NXT UK. So like I just JD, no. I feel like this is it. Like, no, you technically didn't really win this match either because he got like he, he got stopped. I don't really call it a win, okay? And I know it was a picture I think he took where he was like kind of smiling, which I did see because Shay shared it and I did laugh, uh, only because of her con her caption was funny. Uh, but yeah, it's like no, this does not mean all of a sudden you get the no, you lost multiple times, and I'm all for trying again, like Aaliyah said, but no. This is not one of those times when you keep trying. Let it go, JD. Let it go. Stop. I'm or I'm like just like, ugh. like you didn't learn the first two three times you lost. Let it break. I'm a firm believer. Just like clearly something didn't compute, and you didn't win. Like do better. I don't know. I just feel like he needs to let it go. Uh, but I'm hoping it's just maybe a storyline injury because if he's hurt again, I'm like like. Oh man, I, I I was already sad when he was hurt that time. I was devastated. I was like, he had an amazing match. I had to give it up the very next week. I was devastated. Uh, and so I'm hoping it's like a maybe storyline injury and it's not a legit, legit injury. I'm going to be so sad because it's like, dude, no. <laughs> I actually like him. I'm a fan. Uh, but yeah, otherwise it was a really intense match. I thought it was good, a, a good end uh, to NXT this week coming off of Halloween Havoc. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was a good match as well. And my heart was broken that Ilya was hurt and he couldn't really continue. I was just like, Ilya, you got to start taking care of yourself. <laughs> like, they just need to put him in a hot bath and just let him soak for like the next two months and just <laughs> let <bad>. him. <laughs> right. And just so let him just heal. <laughs> like, just because he just be putting himself through so much. But he does give his all. And I just don't want to see J.D. McDonough anywhere near the title again. Like, I just don't. Because I want Carmelo Hayes to challenge Braun Breaker for the NXT title. I want Carmelo Hayes to challenge him. And we didn't see Carmelo Hayes or Trick Williams on this episode. So who knows? We might see them next week. But either way, it was a pretty stellar um, match. And it was a good way to end NXT. So... Thank you guys in the comments for watching and for chatting, for chatting us up and everything. Thank you all. Um, and of course, just continue to, con con to have the NXT conversation on all of your social media channels or whatnot, you know, as we continue to talk about it and navigate this together. 
So Katrina, thank you for joining me on tonight. Um, tell everybody where they can find you and what you've got going on. I am on everywhere pretty much in Cat We Trust, uh, I believe. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok easy three because you know people taking memes, blah blah blah. Uh, however, I will be in the Bronx on November 4th, uh, doing some backstage correspondence stuff for We Are Wrestling show. Uh, I think it's called Welcome to the Bronx. I think that's what it's called. Don't get me the lying. I don't, I'm probably gonna look real bad right now, but uh, <laughs> I can't remember. But I will be there, and so if you're in the New York City area and definitely stop by, it'll be good to see you guys. Uh, and then, um, for Comic Con purposes, we would virtually be, uh, me and Stephanie would virtually be in the UK for the Birmingham uh, Ham uh, Comic Con on November 11th. Our panel will air on November 11th at 11 a.m. UK time, which is 6 a.m. over here. So I will be posting the new version of the panel with a new panelist on my YouTube uh, on the same day so it can air. I do plan on having some uh, more videos up. Been too busy to like <laughs> record. Uh, and hopefully a few interviews. I've again been so busy that it's kind of hard to like coordinate everything. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can pretty much find me in the very near future. All right. And know that you can follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. And you can check out um, my article that I wrote on Women's Wrestling Talk on www.toppod.com um, on the top five Zelina Vega moments. I put a lot into that article, so I please hope that you guys read it and enjoy it if you um, have a mind to do that. And of course, my show, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast, is under construction right now. But hopefully when I come back, um, we will have greater improvements that will continue to move the show forward in the direction that I want it to go. And of course, I am so happy to be a part of MCM Comic-Con um, in Birmingham, UK um, with Katrina, with um, Karen Bam Bam and with um, Kiki from um, All Elite Keeks and Hearts from Talk of Champions. I'm so happy to be a part of it. And Shay Sawyer, I'm sorry, from Unpopular Review. Um, I'm so happy to be a part of it with these women. Um, and please check it out because we're talking about women of color in wrestling. And honey, there's so we've come so far, but there's still so much farther to go. And we do get into that. So please check that out. If you are in the Birmingham, UK area, um, please check that out. Please check out our panel. Please, 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 please check it out. Um, and we're happy to be a part of it. But also know that you can follow Women's Wrestling Talk on Instagram and Twitter at WWTalkPod. Like I said, visit the website for all things Women's Wrestling Talk, our merchandise, our interviews, our articles, everything that we've got going on is on the website. And also follow us on Twitch, on YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube and ring and click the bell so you can be notified for all of our videos that come up and follow us on Facebook too, because that's where you can see a lot of the live videos too, if you're on Facebook as well. So just continue to follow us and continue to support us as we are the Avengers of women's wrestling in media and in all other places as well um, in wrestling. So with that in mind, we have other stuff coming up this week as well involving the PWI Women's 150 and the after show for SmackDown and Rampage and so many other programs that you can check out. So please continue to support us and check us out as we continue to post and talk about everything that's going on. 
So with that in mind, thank you guys for joining us for the NXT After Show for Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And until next time, bye, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.